Okay. Is she ready? She's ready. She's ready? To be flipped over. Ooh. And fucked from behind. Jesus Christ. You're not fitting this in. Now no. We, now we know how it starts. <laughs> Talking about the hourglass. She's a curvy girl. So we're still talking about you. Look at that waist. I don't know. Who are you talking about now? Um, welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Week five. Mm-hmm. Quarantine week five. That's what's funny is um, the number of episodes kind of also represents the number of weeks we've been in quarantine. Right? It does, yeah. Because we're on our fifth episode. That's right. There you I go. Got, I got asked in an interview about this podcast the other day. If we're going to keep doing it after quarantine. Wouldn't that be so funny if we just stopped? All right, guys. That's That's it. it. That's it for us. (laughs) The funny thing would be if we... It would be kind of legendary. If we started this episode like... I'm sorry, not this episode. This series. Like, we're only doing it through the duration Mm -hmm. of of the coronavirus uh, shutdown. And we're like to each other like, yes, we're going to run like two months or whatever. And we do this for like 18 months. (laughs) Yeah, that would be funny too. You know. Of the nature of the virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel that we'll shut it down at the end of it. No, I don't think so. Th- th- w- these are just jokes. Yeah, we do it We do it because we want to do it. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, that's the only reason anyone should do mm-hmm. it. So just now, we made some dinner at home, which is a big deal for us because <laughs> we're... I think we're we're both... We're interested in cooking and we like doing it, but God, are we just like so lazy with it? Well, you know, uh, we always, we just get so much frozen stuff. And if I always had all of the ingredients, ingredients yeah. in front of me to make uh, my favorite dish, mm-hmm. I would, I'd cook all the time. Yeah, that's true. But how many times are you like, ooh, we could make that Thai dish we love? Except we don't have the sauce for it, the yeah, seasoning for it. Exactly the one. Th- yeah. And also the issue is some. At one point you're at Trader Joe's and you go, "Ooh, I'm gonna get this one seasoning that's good for that one Thai dish that mm-hmm. I make." And then you don't have the other ingredients for like six weeks, and then that one ingredient that you only expires. got expires. That always happens to me with some sort of fresh vegetable or something, or like mm-hmm. ginger, or ginger onions or something, you yep. know, like all those random little things that you add in for taste. I know. God, I never end up using them. So we made dinner. We did make dinner. I s- made this little concoction with mm-hmm. some meatless uh, kind of meatball sausage type things yeah, that we just so found good. in the pit of our freezer. <laughs> there were like five pieces left, and I mashed them up. With some marinara sauce, some mushrooms, spinach, broccoli, poured that over pasta. You cut up a baguette. It was it was a garlic. real like long boy baguette, one of those like yeah. like probably two feet long. It was yeah long. a big one. We almost ate all of it. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was so good. Yeah. Oh my god. When I <clears throat> the first time I ever went to Paris in my life, mm-hmm. 2017. In the summertime. Jealous. And uh, 
It's not. I haven't had like the best times in Paris, but that's got very little to do with how beautiful it is there. It's beautiful there. It's because you were touring and maybe didn't have as much time. We didn't have t- time off or we were playing stressful shows. Mm-hmm. One of the times I was in Paris, I actually had a bad time because it was your birthday and I was sad not to be with you. That was, yeah, that was sad. sad. Um, so, the, so the year before that, uh, two years before that, 2017 mm-hmm. summer, I was in Paris for only like two nights or something. And... We're driving into the city from the airport, from Charles de Gaulle Airport. And I saw a small girl, probably Mm -hmm. like the age of Madeline from the books, uh, wearing a beret and carrying a foot-long baguette. That was like the first thing I saw in Paris. Was that just the cutest sight you've ever seen? It was like a joke. (laughs) Like, I I was like, for real? Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Was she alone? She was dead alone, yeah. Wow. Baby's phone's going off. We're, How rude of me. We're we're like full, and it's Sunday night. We usually do these in the morning, but today we had other business to attend mm-hmm. to, so we're doing a little late night evening podcast. We are. Um, and Dim lighting. Yeah, we dim. Vibes dimmed, are set. Vibes, vibes are set. Uh-huh. So one of the things we wanted to do is uh, we, we, we each asked our um, audience, mm. as it were, on Instagram to send in some questions. And we've highlighted yeah. some. We've done this before. We did it at the end of the episode. And I think both of us felt like, oh, shit, time is running out. We got to end this. This will be the last question. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of these questions can go into incredibly long tangents. So we thought we would just answer them throughout this episode and see what conversations they bring up. And you guys always send such great ones. So thank you very much. We're leaning on the audience. We this, are. This week. <laughs> we are. We really are. Treating them like Using a crutch. Them, yes, a crutch. Exactly. Do you want to go first? That's okay. It happens. Um, you go first. Okay. Yep. If you could each have one skill slash trait that you don't have, but the other does, mm. what would it be? And it's from Alfie Neal, who I've, I've met before. I'm looking at his avatar and I've met him. That is an awesome question. Awesome question. Um, I... I think of two things. Okay. I wish I had your knowledge and skill level of producing Aww. because I see it and it reminds me so much of editing, video mm. editing, that I'm like, wow, I feel like I would love doing this. Oh, I like that. Um, so either that or you are just really good at speaking intelligently. <laughs> Um, because of your father or your parents, you've got a lot of great words in your vocabulary. My mom's smart too, but, but dad is a a loquacious man. Yeah, he really is. He's a Renaissance man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you just know a lot of really great, long, confusing words that like (laughs) you throw into sentences and I'm like, oh fuck, he's smart too, of all things. Um, so I would say, yeah, either your vocabulary or producing skill level because... Mm. You're wonderful. Well, I like those. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I watch your your videos on YouTube, and they I I understand that it's scratching the same itches that my uh, like producing scratches for me. Right, it's like a long, grueling process, but when yeah. you're in it, you're in it. Well, also dating you is really fun because you'll be like, look at this text overlay I do, and then it gets masked by the bridge, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so sick. And that's like <laughs> exactly the same way I think about a song. I'm like, listen to how far away that tambourine is, and then it goes to the other ear. And like, I just love stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, here's a, a funny um, example I would give in, in your case. Okay. 
if if we freaky friday and woke up mm-hmm. different bodies in each other's bodies in each other's bodies i mean you could do everything that is male that i do and i wouldn't know how to do anything that you do do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't know how to do my makeup. I wouldn't know how to do my ah. hair. I wouldn't know how to pick an outfit. Out. I That's know. a really funny thing to think about. I don't know how to shave balls. <laughs> and from what I can tell, it's a very intricate, delicate process. You've rolled out pizza dough. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. So, yeah. So, I think I think of that. I think of, like, True. how much it takes to that you wait so that's the skill level i mean that's a skill of mine that you wish you had is how to be a girl (laughs) no i just i i guess to me it's like that's a thing that i'm like wow i'm lucky only in that i don't i'm not (laughs) measured by all the things that i can't do that claudia can do i'm not measured by putting on my my makeup not measured by doing my hair i'm not you know what i mean like it's just interesting right Mm -hmm. um yeah you could shave balls i'm pretty sure you could shave balls thanks babe let's think of another skill um Oh, you're such a talented visual artist. Your like hand eye coordination is great. Thank you. I wish I had that. Damn. That's kind. Is it recording? I think so. Okay. We got spooked earlier. It stopped recording for no reason. Yeah, we got spooked. Can we check? Is that a crazy? I'm gonna check, but I'm pretty Go sure check. it's recording. I'm gonna, I'm usually gonna, it does this. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the next question. Um the next question is what is the most painful experience you've ever had, emotional or physical? Um, physically speaking, I mean, I don't know if anything tops my, uh, ovarian cyst incidents. I've had a couple Mm -hmm. last year. Those sucked. Mm -hmm. They're gone now, which is great. That and, um, nipple piercing was terrible. (laughs) I love that one of them is like... Two in a row. One of them is like a deadly... Like, like life-threatening thing I that know. causes, like, tremendous pain. And the other one was like, this is going to be sexy. This, and then it was the, the, so the cool. other most painful thing you've ever done. But it sucked because it was like, oh, that hurts so bad. Let's do the let's do the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, and that's an ongoing pain. I'm literally taking those out as, as soon as those uh, pliers come in the mail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds ordered, so scary. Ordered pliers to take out our nipple piercings because oh. we can't go to a uh, tattoo parlor. I know. Well, because you there, it's a it's a bar with balls, and you have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this is it other than the fact that you can like see them through a shirt? Do, do you feel that other that is this you coming out as a person with nipple piercings? Mm, People have to know. I mean, I guess I've never really talked about it, but it's been obvious in some Instagrams. And sure. people have commented, ooh, she looks like someone has her nipples pierced. They are pierced. I'm going to be really sad about it, though, because it looks really good with clothing on. But the second you're not in clothing or, or I don't know, swim, anything, they just get caught in things. It hurts. It, You know. You know. Do you remember my reaction the, the moment I discovered your pierced nipples? What was your reaction? I was. We were. Wait. You look like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> Weren't you like... <gasps> we were making out at some point at your apartment uh-huh. that you used to live at. And I copped a feel and like could tell that you had your nipples pierced while we were uh-huh. making out. And just put my hands in the air like I'd won a boxing match. I feel like you said, no way. Or something <laughs> like that. It was a good reaction, though. That's so funny. It was what I wanted. Um, this is a really cute one. Oh, wait, it. but technically you're next. No, it doesn't matter. Oh, I didn't say who asked that one. Who asked That it? was... Um, Cherokee, period, C-H-A-P-I-N. Cool. Shippin? I don't, don't know. Who knows? Um, next question is from, uh, X, 
U-A-N-V-U-U-U. Who do you think is the biggest cheerleader for the other person? So who do you think is my biggest cheerleader? And I have to say, who's your biggest cheerleader? Well, I think each other come pretty damn close. Outside from each other. <laughs> oh, is that the prerequisite? No, but I'm adding that in. Um, <clears throat> Mom. Mom. Mom for me. Mom I think you're supposed to answer for me and I answer for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, then. <laughs> I wonder who she'll pick for me. Um, okay. <laughs> I have two answers for you. I feel like I know. Okay. The first one would be Chris Clements. Yes. Who I, I thought you were going to say that. And the other one would be like Mike Chef. <laughs> like they but both. You know what? I don't know. I feel like Mike Chef has been like taking your side lately. Yes. He says you're hot all the time, and I'm like, okay, we get it, Mike. Come on. He's sweet. Um, I think he does that out of respect. I think your sister also is your one of your biggest cheerleaders. She's very sweet and supportive of my shit. You know, here's the here's the only. Are you about to throw in a butt? <laughs> well, yeah, because my mom, I'll write like a really bad song, and mm. my mom will be like, "That song is amazing," and I'll right. write like a bad song, and Billy will be like, "That's not very good." Yeah, right, 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 right. True, so true. I think that's the. Well, your mom is just a sweetheart. Mom is is pure. Love. Yeah. Uh, here's a really sweet question. Marvel underscore 135's response was, how are you? We care. Oh. How are you, Claudia? Um, well, That's a very sweet question. I feel like this past week has been the most peaceful for me um, throughout this quarantine. I think we just got in a great pace of keeping the house clean, which, mm. you know, I love so much and brings me so much peace. But mm -hmm. we sort of did like a deep, deep clean early last week and I really yeah. kept it up. Um, and also in general, I've just been trying to sort of check off my to-do list early on in the day to let myself mm. relax. I like the that. End. Um so in terms of feeling productive and relaxed and lots of lots of little yoga Pilates workout. <laughs> I keep walking in. Home. Not to get gross, but I keep walking into the room <laughs> like a beginning of a porn. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh like God. I walk in and you're like Guys, the other day he walked in a downward in on dog me. doing leg lifts in like in like basically nothing. And I'm always just like, "Oh my god." Like it's so fun for me. Oh my god. It's it's like if you watched if you saw it in porn, you'd be like, yeah. "Nobody does that." Claudia does. I do. Middle of the day, sunny room. room, so hot. It's crazy. Um, did I cut you off? I'm sorry, I didn't mean. No, to cut no, you no. Off. That was pretty much my answer. How have you been? Um, good. I mean, really good. Uh, this past week, same deal. Very productive. I've been producing some songs for some friends. Yes, you um, have. Which can lead into this um, question. Mm. Uh, the question is. Q from a producer. This is quarantine.vjm quarantine.vjmcgovern That's the, the person's username. Pretty crazy okay. they put quarantine in their username. Wow. From a producer, what music production projects were the most fun or interesting for you? Um, which I'll tag in my answer just because mm -hmm. I was uh, I produced a lot this week. Um, the projects that are the most uh, interesting for me, and I don't know if this is the same way you feel about making videos, okay, are like firsts, like when I'm like, "Ooh, I've never produced this song before." Right, right, right. Something that feels different and new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like a ballad, like a song where somebody's like singing and there's piano. Mm. Mm, I've done a lot of those. <laughs> You've done a lot, yeah. And they're they're beautiful, and they're mm -hmm. there's there's never going to be too many songs at a piano 
yeah. with vo- vocals. They're so beautiful that you want more and more of them. But as a producer, it's it's not as like uh, much of like an invention. Mm-hmm. And so like if I'm making a song and I get to do like a crazy drum beat or I get to play like a patch on an instrument I've never played and it inspires a melody, I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, I feel that with just different like little edits mm-hmm. and, and graphics and sort of styles of transitions mm. or the way the the video kind of plays out mm-hmm. you know i i get excited when it feels different and fresh i totally get that so absolutely first times are like yeah i mean like that's like this sounds like a stupid comparison but like i take the dog on a walk around the neighborhood every day yeah if i walk up a street i've like not walked ever i'm like having a way better time because you're like ooh, new scenery yeah, it's sort of like disrupting the autopilot version of yourself. Yeah. That we're all always on every single day. True. Just going through like your daily routine and mm-hmm. habits. I remember you kind of saying that about the 15 minute workout video you just made. Like, mm. that's not like a video you've made 20 times. Yeah, never. No. So, I've actually never done like a follow along video. That was so much fun for me. Yeah, I, you had so much fun doing it. I forced you to work out with me. It was a tough workout. If kids are doing that every day, they're getting toned. Yeah, it's a tough one. I didn't give enough time in between the moves. For <laughs> listen, I, yeah, I've I've read the comments, but um, it was a great first time. But all of, like the counting down, the voiceover, all that stuff, that was fun. That's really funny. Um, Izzy Thomas with three S's asks, "Death Row meal? Ooh. Is that like your final meal if you're?" Well, so on Death Row, they give you, you know, like in prison, you don't eat well, right? It's part of the punishment. Yeah. you eat shit. So on death row, the night before they they kill you, right? They you give you to... whatever meal you want in the world. Yeah, what's your what's your last meal? Well, my initial response was pad cu. Fuck yeah! <laughs> because I fucking love Thai food. So good. Um, but what is like really really indulgent? Do you have an answer? My first answer, and this is a stupid, pretentious answer, but I just keep thinking that if I was, knew I was going to die the next day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have an appetite. Oh my God, fuck off. <laughs> but I would. I'd be like... Okay, I'll answer this for you. Okay. You would have um, a Yeastie Boys bagel sandwich. Oh, so good. Which, you know what? Maybe I would have too. Damn. God, I love so bagels. Good. They're so good. I really I, miss them. You know them. what? I would do like a breakfast meal if it was maybe some Belgian waffles or something. I like that. You know? Sounds really tasty. Maybe some avo toast on the side. Like a crossroads, like chicken and waffles maybe mm-hmm. for dinner. Some fresh squeezed orange juice. Ooh, that'd be so good. Pulp included. How do we feel about pulp? I... <laughs> <laughs> I like it more and more as I age. Right, but um, you weren't a fan younger. Yeah, but as a kid, you're like a bitch. <laughs> as a kid, you're like, you know, just take the pulp out. Just before recording this, we were talking about how my... Oh, look whose Terrible. phone goes off now. Terrible. And I'm only really on my phone because I'm like paranoid that my recording system isn't working. So you're I'm fine. trying to figure it out. Um, one of my favorite like guilty pleasure snacks as a kid was toasting Wonder Bread and just eating it plain. And that was my vibe. That was like... I get it. You know? Mm-hmm. When you're super young, you love simple things. Honestly, I still I still appreciate bland stuff. No, it's so good. Okay, I, I need to know this answer. Because okay. I don't know... I don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, J-P... J-P-T-H-U-Y. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, asks, is it true that Phineas is deeply scarred by the scene in Spirited Away with the pigs? <laughs> Please dive into it. 
How do they? How do? They, I don't have any memory of saying this in an is interview. Is that a movie? Spirited Away is like the same creative team that did like Totoro. Oh, okay. And like Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. Which is like the one about like the witch. I ne- I've never seen. Have you seen Totoro? I know the character. Okay. Yeah. It's called Totoro? Studio Ghibli, and it's really fun. They're great movies. They're sort of like, they're like uh, Asian animation. They're just so dope. They're mm-hmm. great movies. Anyway, when I was like s- fucking six years old, somebody was like, yo, you got to watch Spirited Away. And I was like, okay, I'm six. <laughs> You know what's best for me. And at six. It's a really scary scene. Well, not maybe to everybody, but like as a six-year-old, I my grandpa had already died. And that had been like a very like. You were, you were a very. I was a fragile. Fragile child. Well, like he'd, he'd died like in the same room. He'd, you know, he died oh, of like. A, gosh. He had like a lung condition and then he got pneumonia. It was sad. So sad. But you know, as a kid, you you see grief and you you see death in this very real way that maybe otherwise you wouldn't necessarily encounter until you're much older. Mm-hmm. So I, I watch. So I, I have, this is the reason that it's worth mentioning is that I I have separation anxiety already. Okay. As like a six year old. Because Wait, does someone get like picked up by dude, flying pigs and taken away? It's like worse, dude. This girl. Her parents, they're, they're like on their way to like a new house. Ha- they're moving or something. Right. And they they park and they're like, let's just get out here. And she's like, oh, whatever. And they're like, ooh, there's a town over there, but nobody's in the town. They're like, come on, let's check it out. And she is like a kid. And so she creeped out. She's like, why, why, why would we mm-hmm. do that? And the parents are like, oh, don't be such a loser. <laughs> come, come over to this uh, empty town. And they go Great by like parenting. a restaurant. And they're like, wow, there's all this food out. <laughs> and she's like don't eat the food right mm-hmm. and they just start eating all of the food oh my god like you know basically stealing it because nobody's around and so they're just eating all this food and she's like like okay and she goes and walks away and finds a, a little boy and he goes you shouldn't be here it's almost sundown and oh, he like no. has a handful of like broken glass and he goes like and blows like the broken glass into the air and she she's like fuck and she runs back to her parents and she's like mom dad we gotta go and they're like (laughs) their backs are to her and they turn around and they've been turned into pigs (gasps) and i was like huge parent sized pigs and it's like you know it's one of those movies where like the music is like like it's so scary and shit and i was just like wait so in this town adults become pigs past oh then it becomes so convoluted but i turned the movie off right then i've i've seen the movie several times since and it's an incredible movie but not if a, if a six-year-old That's watches very it. creepy. Anyway, I went to therapy for a couple years, and everybody in my child psychologist group therapy session was asked why they were in therapy, and all of the kids said, the scene is spirited away. Oh, my God. That's the so funny. turned into pigs. Wait, wait. I love that you brought up therapy because I wanted to talk about it. Let's go. So we were talking to your parents the other day. Moms and, they and pops. Said, yes. And they said one of the best things that they've done is go to non-violent parenting communication classes yeah yeah and you would go with them but you were just with the kids i would but i was in like a daycare room yeah because it was it was for them it wasn't they weren't trying to teach you know like literally like a three-year-old so you guys were just playing and then all the parents would talk about their frustrations of the week and then Mm -hmm. they're kind of told how to like go about them yeah i mean it was it was less like week based and more like based on on how you communicate with others in your life and it's very 
sort of centered toward the idea that what we are trying to do in life mm. is meet our needs. We have these needs, right? Mm. So maybe we have a, like if if you and I are having like a, a bad day and we're like snippy with each other, we're not getting along, maybe There's one of us, one of us isn't met. having our needs met of like connection or communication or one of us doesn't feel seen. Like they're mm-hmm. these very kind of like blanket sort of, you know, therapy, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous like terms of like yeah. feeling seen or whatever. Um, we love we love those. Right. I'm not feeling seen. But I'm not feeling heard. <laughs> yeah. But they they what they can do is they will diffuse arguing. Do you right. know what I mean? Like right. because you're not being uh, inflammatory, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You're not saying fuck you. You're saying wow, I'm really not having my need for empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, being my need for empathy is not being met right now you're not giving me empathy you know yeah and it's very hard for the other person to to go well fuck you well it'll be interesting first of all i would love to take those classes when we're older you're already really good at it but you you don't know until you have kids you know what i mean thank you um i mean i've i've never been to therapy ever Mm. and it's sort of like I don't know. I guess growing up, like, I I didn't really feel that I ever had to. Um, I definitely have baggage. Sure. Just from things that I've gone through. But um, I've been able to process a lot of them Mm -hmm. in the way that makes, you know, the way that makes me feel sane and whatnot. But in terms of, like, crazy life changes like having kids, you never really know how you're going to respond or act. And you want to make sure that you're, like, a good parent and stuff. So... Um, my ears just like perked up when they brought it up because I was like, damn, that's a thing. I want to do that. Wait, but I have another question. Yeah. You were about to say something. I was like, hold on. I'm going to forget this. Um, what are your thoughts on couples therapy? Because there's all of these celebrity couples and friends that we know that are like, oh yeah, we started going to couples therapy, uh, therapy, therapy before there were ever any issues. Right. What are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm totally not anti-couples therapy at all yeah i have you ever done it with no well i've never been in a relationship this serious i've never lived with yeah and also before. like if you were 15. 16 going to therapy yeah, exactly with a relationship partner you'd be like <laughs> i hate it when your mom says you can't go out yeah um anyway I, I think the main reason i've not ever been like oh my god we should go to couples therapy is that i feel that we communicate very healthily yeah so the minute i would feel that we wouldn't I'd be like, ah, we got to go to a couple of, but I just mm-hmm. feel like it's really like we have so many good tools in our yeah. toolbox of how we communicate with each other. Yeah, I've gone to therapy alone within our relationship and been better for it, and mm-hmm. I feel that you would probably really enjoy it too. Yeah, just just because it's it's really good to have like a one on one conversation about your life with a person who doesn't know anybody else in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of that. <laughs> my close friend goes to therapy and has, has stopped talking to his therapist during this quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he have they been FaceTiming? Or they just were calling? FaceTiming, and he felt it totally unhelpful. <laughs> and they're no longer FaceTiming. And he said that one of the reasons they're no longer FaceTiming is that he said recently that he said to his therapist the other day the Wi-Fi went down and I wanted to die. And his therapist was like, <laughs> "Are you having suicidal thoughts?" And he was like, "Fuck off! I am being." 23 (laughs) they just don't get it you know what's actually really sad i just remembered this but um 
I think it was two summers ago. It was before before I knew you, so okay. like two summers ago or something like that. Um, I actually did want to look into therapy, therapy, and I remember spending you know an entire day going through reviews and because I mean I what a remember daunting, this scary story. Thing. Yeah, so and sad. I finally found one that I was like. Ooh, like this, like her practice seems like it would align with my, with right. you know, my ideas yeah. and, and website looks professional, all this stuff. And you're supposed to submit like a paragraph or bio, um, you know, asking or stating why you want to go to therapy and stuff. Right. So I wrote this whole like super thoughtfully, you written. know, written sort of thing of just Essay. like I sent over this message mm-hmm. where I was just very vulnerable and right. whatever. Never got a response. Uh, so cruel. So cruel. And also, maybe she gets a lot, so she never got back to me. I don't know, but I kind of was like, that was my effort. That's your sign. That I know. Sucks. I was like, that's my sign. I don't need to go. Sucks. <laughs> it's, it sucks, especially because in your case, you ended up being a sense ostensibly fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you didn't like, but yeah. but what if somebody reached out to a therapist and then like fucking killed themselves? I know. Like, sucks. Man. So sad. Yeah. I kind of wish that I. Grew up going to therapy, but it was never like a thing in my household that was viewed as like normal, you know? Well, I had a, I mean, I grew up in LA and maybe it's like an LA thing. Everybody has a therapist, but I, I grew up not going to therapy except that I, I went from like six years old to like maybe like nine. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was so funny because. That's so crazy to me. It was great, but it's I, awesome. I went to a child psychologist, and yeah. the way that, that this specific child psychologist did her job was that I just played with Legos the whole time. So cute. And she, like, asked you questions while you were playing with the Legos. Yeah. She's like, but, so, so how do you feel? But at Jess? one point... I, I'm okay. At one point, my mom was like, it's Wednesday, you gotta go to therapy tonight or whatever. Yeah. And she was... They weren't forcing me. It's just that I was fucked up. I was, like, had severe separation anxiety, and so they wanted me yeah. to, like, work through that with somebody. Right. Um. Anyway... She goes, it's it's Wednesday night. It's time to go to therapy. And I was like, I don't want to go. I don't tell her anything. I just play with Legos. And she <laughs> and my mom was like, what do you think you say during the fucking Legos? Like, you <laughs> moron. Because, you know, as a kid, you play with Legos for an hour and you're not thinking about anything. Right, And right. she was like, you talk the whole time. You know what I mean? Because, like, the way, like, mine was set up was, like, I wasn't, I didn't have abusive parents. So it was, like, the child psychologist would share what they've learned right, with my parents. Right. Like, you know, oh, so they would tell your parents that, yeah, like, we talked about this today. About we, this talked about this this. This. we talked about this. We talked about this. I don't tell them anything. I don't I just, tell my therapist anything. I just play with Legos the whole time. That is know. so <laughs> fucking cute. She was like, "What the fuck? You're so stupid." Oh my god, that's so cute. Oh my god. Yeah. But I did, I did stop going because I, I felt, I, uh, the, the issues that I was sort of like in need with help with mm. were sort of resolved. So once you were nine, you didn't really have very much i still had some but like it was much milder you know what i mean like i i would like man as a little kid like i if one of my parents went out for a couple hours i would just like call and call and call and call i wonder if that was just a trait that you were born with or was it because you were so used to always being at home with your parents from being homeschooled Uh, i think it was exacerbated by the death i think i was i wasn't like I hate being away from them. I was just always worried they were going to die. Got it. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. That was like the main thing. Mm -hmm. It was like they're going to die. Yeah. Which honestly, like, I don't have an angle on this, but like, I think as a kid, you just watch a lot of things and read a lot of books where the fucking parents die. I know. I always hated that. It's so sad. I hated that. Um, Did you have any, like, 
thing as a kid that you now look back on as an adult, an adult, Mm -hmm. if you will, and you Mm -hmm. think, oh, I wish I'd had a chance to talk about X with somebody. Do you know know what I'm talking about? Um, Like traumas that I've gone through. Sure. I mean, I guess that's a heavy question. Like you don't, you don't have to answer that on this podcast, but (laughs) I was just wondering if you were curious. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been nice talking to someone. I think like a lot of my life, especially being younger, Mm -hmm. I was, um, put into situations that weren't my own. Okay. You know, whether it's like family arguments and stuff, and I never knew how to process them. Mm. Um, and I felt like my reactions just got more and more dramatic the older I got mm. because I was able to, you know, either get involved or whatever with my totally brothers alone, all that stuff. And I think when you're going through puberty and you're in high school, you're in middle school. Right. Um, yeah, you're just, your reactions are like fucking off the rocker yeah i felt like a crazy person from 13 to 18 right like crazy like i would feel crazy like you know what i mean like i'd feel i'd be like i'd be like i'm i'd be like i'm two days Mm -hmm. from running around outside screaming (laughs) like science is everywhere do you know what i mean like totally the when you see like a crazy person just picking up litter in the gutter just mm. yeah, just talking to themselves like ah, John, just in a neighborhood, and you're like, huh, wonder what happened to them. Um, I read a question that was uh, that asked, what is one thing you would, you know, tell your yeah, what do you wish you could tell your past self? Alyssa Wilson, twenty six, um, and I have a few different. You have answers. a few different answers. Mm-hmm. Going into what we're talking about, like. I think being upset and frustrated over things that you can't control mm-hmm. becomes really toxic and, mm-hmm. um, you know, does way more bad than good. Like so true. if the, if there's something that is bringing you stress or bothering you, like the first question should always be, is this something that um, I can change? So true. Is this something that I'm doing that subconsciously you know what i mean yeah if it's something that's out of your control you just have to like change your perspective on it and know sort of how you stand in that situation absolutely which is so hard to do in the moment while you're reacting or while whatever's happening in front of you um and way easier to think about it once you're reflecting afterwards but i think like um i think reminding yourself that in the moment and stretching that muscle Mm -hmm. um just all oh, our neighborhood is cheering right now at 8 p.m. every single night. I'm every, sure a lot of places it's do It's so this. cool that it's every night. I love it. It's so awesome. Yeah, we're they're cheering. We 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 usually are out there whooping with them, but tonight yeah. we're taking care of serious business. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's so sweet. It's like our the neighborhood that we live in just cheers every night for like the nurses the, the and everyone, essential workers. Yeah, yeah, and they um. We flash our like phone lights and titties someone and... our titties. We moon them. <laughs> um, cars honk. There's like a jazz player that comes out. Someone blasts music from their it's house. It's really cute. It's very cute. People communal. stand on their balconies. It's really cute. Um, the other thing that I would tell myself, and I wonder if you also feel this way, but I was such a people pleaser. Mm. We've talked about this before. Huge I people st- pleaser. I still am. I still am too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it'll always be a part of me. But I feel so good when I make somebody happy. Like I know. when I do a job and they're like, wow, great job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I feel so happy. <laughs> um, 
but I think I was growing up like I would be scared to say no mm. all the fucking time. You know, I was so scared to say no, fearing that it'll disappoint someone or yeah, let them down. Same. Um, well, some kook who I will not name. Yeah. But like who was sort of involved in my like acting career. Okay. One time I was like, no, I don't know about that. And they literally said to me when I was like fucking impressed, I was like 15 or something. They were like, when you say no, that's you telling the universe no. That's you telling the universe, like, don't give me opportunities. Don't give me possibilities. And I was like, oh, okay. That's terrible. Was fucking 15. No, that's I, terrible. Dude, 2020. If you say no, it's going to o- open say no a door somewhere else. All day. I say no <laughs> so day. many times. Cause, cause it's, it, it don't waste your life. I think life. it's really important. Absolutely, I think it's great to, you know, be selfless and and want to help people mm-hmm. and be useful towards others. But you also have to be of service to yourself and your needs. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm you not saying I'm not saying wants. I sit on the couch and you go, hey, could you, um, put the you know empty the dishwasher? And I go, no. Well, this is a terrible example because you say yes and then you don't <laughs> fucking do it, you guys. <laughs> There is shit in the sink Ooh, right now. There is. I, I, I there. took a shit in the sink. You you squatted over the marble the bowl. counter and um, took a poopy. No, but let's go with let's go with some other example. <laughs> Terrible example. Of, would you would you break up all of the cardboard in the backyard? And yeah, put it yeah, in yeah, a yeah, bin, yeah. whatever. Can you grab a towel? Something I actually so. do. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> you really dug yourself. I know, in that but one. like, if somebody goes, "Hey, audition for this film that." Yeah. You know, sucks. I was so bad with that. I'm way better now in terms of like yeah, saying no to some auditions. You're much pickier, which is good. Yeah. I Now yeah. I sort of give myself guidelines of like, well, where would this be shooting? I'd, How yeah. long would it be shooting for? I'd be like running a scene with you and you'd be like, this is the stupidest fucking scene ever. And I'd be like, why are you, do- why are <laughs> why you, are you doing auditioning it? for this? I know. It's terrible. Because you never want to, you just don't want to let people down. You know, your team's working hard and for I you. And I think also like... Um, sort of paving this like career that I have with sort of no mentor or mm. no one to look up to because when I started making YouTube videos and moving out here at the age of 18 every every YouTuber that was around we were all kind of in the same stages like we were all doing it together Right. there were obviously some that had been on YouTube for longer but in terms of like YouTube being a business mm-hmm. and social media posts and sponsors and all these things, it was all happening in real time. So I didn't have anyone to look up to. Because nobody like, had already done it's, it. It's like the hardest question for me to answer ever is like, who's your role model? Because yeah. I have to think like, well, in what aspect of life? Someone that I admire, like, you know, their character by or mm-hmm. their work ethic or because with my job specifically there was nobody to look up to and so kind of trying to figure out like my own restrictions and my own limitations on like yeah. saying yes to this thing no to this thing i have th- and this is the thing that i would say to my younger self at the age of 18 19 i'm living in la yeah. i'm figuring it out i'm spending like two thousand on rent or whatever the fuck right and everything that's coming my way i'm like well i have to take this because there's no right. certainty and so i would say yes to so many like sponsored videos and all these random right. things and it brought me so much stress because then i would look like a sellout and then comments would be like you're selling out and i'd be like well yeah. I, I just want to make my team happy um <laughs> i feel like i still fucking <laughs> deal with that um 
but but yeah, learning to say no, it's saying no yeah. is very empowering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I was in a band that I I believed in so hard when I was eighteen, and so it's okay. We, we any opportunity we would get, um, we would uh, we would say yes to, which we should not have been doing because sometimes were you there get, a lot of things that you did that we'd you play were like, like a show about. for nobody. They'd be like, oh. hey, come play this venue, and they'd be like, no you know crowd right come play this fair but did you not see it as experience um i did for a couple years and then we were like fuck this man like enough experience um so how many years did you guys have that band i was i i (laughs) was a totalitarian (laughs) taskmaster of my band from 13 to 18 okay really 19 but 13 is fucking young yeah we played we played like an epic show for like to like, be working with a group of people and members yeah. you know i mean i started youtube at 13 but it was right. a solo yeah job no it's bad i mean i was just talking with uh aaron the lead singer of awol nation mm. on the uh the the instagram the other day i'm i'm 700 years old I'm talking to him on the instagram the instagram thing i was talking to him on instagram and uh we were talking about the the dichotomy of bands and a we were young and so our communication skills were poor or non-existent mm. but man any age you just fight in a band i don't know any band that doesn't fight you and guys it, should have gone to non- non-violent communication we should have therapy. gone to band therapy um it's and it's you and your three best fen- friends and you just yes. all fight and there's a power struggle and it's it's like horrible and so as soon as i realized I could make music like on my own. I could produce music for others and I didn't have to do that anymore. I was like, okay, it's, it's done. Mm -hmm. And listen, there are moments and I get this because I have my sister, which is great, but there are moments when I'm on a solo tour, like when, when it's just me and I go to New York to do a show Mm -hmm. or whatever, where I wish I had like my three best friends with me because it would be so fun. Yeah. But I don't wish we were fighting. I don't wish we were arguing about what to wear. Like, it's so unhealthy. And since then, my friend who I was in a band with for years, or like just my friendships in general, peaceful places of places <laughs> of solitude. I love or not solitude is like being alone, isn't it? I think solitude's like Wait. places of places of of solace and of comfort. And um I think I'm misusing both words. No, no. Wait. What does solitude solitary mean? Solitary is togetherness. Sol- I swear. Solitary is being alone. Are you Solitary sure? confinement is because when you're confined alone. Because I googled alone. this the other day and I thought it was, but it wasn't. Solitude. Solitary. Solitude means the state oh, wait, of being <laughs> Solitude means the state of being alone. Solitary Solid. means alone. What does solace mean? <laughs> we this is this is what you get for not prepping. Okay, I'm thinking of solidarity. Solidarity, solidarity means together. Solitary yeah. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So solace, I was, <laughs> I used that one correctly. Comfort or consolation in a time of distress or sadness. There you go. Solitude, <laughs> wrong. Um, fuck, man. This podcast okay. We're rips We're off the growing. rails. My fucking recording software keeps stopping for no I reason, know. and I had a, I have a rash on my back from the pool. You do. I had to put cream on it she had to put the mother brought me a gift you know what his back looked like if you guys have seen the black swan where (laughs) wings start 
protruding from her back. <laughs> protruding is such a perfect word for that. It's <laughs> like, like a word you only use like six times a year. Totally. It's protruding. Um, but like the rashes right before the wings come out, yeah. like that's like what his back looked like. Ooh. In those exact areas too. It uh, looked like chicken skin. Other thing that, that uh, uh, traumatized me as a kid, watching mm-hmm. X-Men The Last Stand. What happened in that? There's I, a character in X Men: The Last Stand that has wings, like big angel wings. Okay. Because he's a mutant. Yeah. And they flash back to like him as a little kid, and his dad's like, "What are you doing in there?" And he's like in the bathroom crying, and he has like a grater, like a cheese grater, and he's just trying Ooh. to grate the wings off of his back. Ow! And no. I, I saw that no, 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 as like no, a no. little kid, like Oof. eight, nine, and I was just like, <gasps> "What did that?" hurt so bad it would be horrible because the wings are part of your body so you'd obviously feel that it would be horrible right yeah we should try to find somebody with wings and ask him i want to find that clip i'll i'll pull it up in, more importantly yeah 20 minutes 20 minutes from now when this podcast is adjourned <laughs> i will find the clip of him uh, grading the protrusion off of his back yeah that's really gross i'm gonna Do check instagram have... see if there's some more questions what were you gonna say yeah i was gonna ask if you have any more some more questions we came really prepared for today's episode yeah, today i don't we know if you guys really were able ready. to tell just rocking um, and rolling we have been bullying our dog into <laughs> swimming into swimming um, I think she's traumatized because the first night we got her, she just jumped in. I don't know by accident, didn't know what it was, didn't know how deep it was. Um, so it was a traumatic experience, but we have been trying to, cause we would kind of just like bring her into the pool with us and she would immediately just flap her legs and arms and kick us. And she knows how to swim cause she's, she swims out of the pool. She does. We would never let her drown. So we are taking a different approach. We're taking the slow and patient approach. So we have steps going into our pool. And so we've been like luring her with treats to get into the first step, which she now can do on her own. And she sits and it's very cute. And the other day I got like this little floating raft. So we put her on it today. And I don't, does she like it? Who knows? But once she got off, because we were like, okay, maybe let's let's let her off, because she's in the middle of the fucking pool floating on this thing. Like, she's not going to jump off and swim. This water is her biggest, greatest fear, as we can tell, uh, as far as we can tell. Her biggest, greatest fear is the vacuum. <laughs> That's true. Why does every dog think that the vacuum is always out to get them? Hates it. And, like, I'm genuinely just trying to vacuum the pieces of whatever dust on the floor, but somehow she always gets in the way. So she, she... thinks... That I'm trying to get her. Barks in the funniest way. She, oh, because, my God. oh, my because God. Because it's so irregular. She's not like a, a dog that'll like bark at a mailman. No, no, no. Here's what she does. She barks at things that she's never seen before. Yep. That are bizarre to her. Yep. The other day, she barked at a thing covering like a spigot it in the backyard. It was a bucket covering um, this, like the wire system. The nozzle, for, whatever The it is, nozzles yeah. and wire system for our gardening system. And she chewed through the wires and ripped them out. So, a bucket has been placed over it, and only she, because of her. That did not fly with her. She barked at it. She was so scared of it. Or one time, like we put like her box of toys like out of reach, and she just l- stared at it up like on its shelf and just oh, barked. Yeah, that's so funny because that's She's the human. So cute. That's the human equivalent of I can't reach. I know. I know. Um, but she never whines. She's not really a whiner, and she doesn't bark in an annoying way. Anyways, so we we put her on the raft today. That was. Very cute and very funny. and But we we let her off of it near the stairs. And then she wanted to go back on it. So listen, baby steps. I'm trying to have totally. a dog that just dives into the water. 
I would like that a lot. It I would know. make me really happy. Because be really the cute. and also water feels so not nice. to flex, but the water's ninety two fucking degrees. It is it's, a very warm pool. It's not like it's not the an, biggest pool, so it's easy to heat. It's not an unpleasant pool to be no, in. No, you get in there and it's like a it's like a lukewarm bathtub. Um I'll give it more credit. It's a warm bathtub. Okay, here's a question for both of us. Okay. What do you miss the most about your parents' house? That's a good one. I like it. Um, I, let's see. I mean, I love the way that my mom, like, decorated our house. I love her taste. Mm. It has a lot of character and history, and um, she just really gets into all the details and stuff. It's a very, like, antique kind of the scariest house at nighttime. <laughs> Like, well, your mom also thought it was haunted, right? Yeah, she still thinks it's haunted. Yeah, that's so a glad, whole other story. So glad she just moved into our hundred-year-old house and was like, "It's fine. It's not haunted." I know. I know. Blessed it. Um, but I, I sort of miss that. Like, we'd always have like flowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, she really took care in that sense. Like, bless your mom. Yeah. Um. So I miss that. Um. I think just the location of it. We live in a great neighborhood, and I love our neighborhood, but. Um, where I grew up, like the streets are so wide and the trees are so thick and green and just bike riding like around my suburb. Mm, I get it. I took that shit for granted. Mm. So that, I think that's the thing I miss the most. What about you? Well, I mean, well, I see them so much. Miss I mean, because we're yeah, at your parents' We really house are there a the lot. Time. So it's unfair. I guess the things that I miss on a sort of just daily level are like, um, it's just, I, I have it with you, so, and, and it's part of the reason I wanted to live with you so bad, is it's it's just so nice to cohabitate. Yeah. Like, human beings are cohabitators. We're not solitary creatures. Look at that. Solitary. Word that, just buzzword. Um, you know, and I think, like, I always loved that, like, I could be in, and also, like, it's so cool that we have our own house, right? Mm-hmm. But as a kid, like all you need is your room. Everything you so everything true. you own fits in that fucking little box. So, you know, as a kid, like you're in your room and you come out of your room and you go into your sister's room and you annoy her for a little bit, and then you walk into the kitchen and one of your parents is in there having a bite to eat, or in my mm-hmm. mom's case, like maybe doing a dish or br- making a dish, and she had like a little tiny TV over the sink so she could like watch like Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into the backyard. Dad's like woodworking, like making some. You know, thing making a ladder. Oh, he woodworked this weekend. Yeah, so loud. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> He's never gonna listen this far into the fifth podcast. Um, so I'll I'll bag on him. Holy fuck! We were in my backyard yesterday, and it was like it was like a notary there because Claudia had to be the witness to sign a document. Dude, yeah. sometimes docu- legal documents need so much fucking work. Yeah. So they're in the backyard to do business, and yep. my dad is out there. Hammering clang, away, clang clanging with a hammer, like ripping ching. apart these like wooden. <sighs> so unpleasant. Uh, what what do you even call them? I don't even pallets. know. Pallets. Pallets. There you go. To turn into firewood. Oh, it was such a. The timing. It was an inopportune moment. It was Absolutely. Terrible. Oh, it was so weird. And he was like working really hard, and so nobody felt like telling him how terrible the timing was. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I just missed that. And then on a kind of a daily level, like, like we pretty good, but. There, there is nothing like living with a mom. I know the home cook. A mom who cooks that—that that is, I'm meals. sure, plenty of people have moms that don't. But, yeah. but, but, but we lucked out. When I moved out of my parents' house before we moved in together, I mm-hmm. moved into a house on my own. I think I lost ten pounds like immediately. Yeah, it's crazy because because you because you, you you just get fed all day. Well, you you were in this weird habit of like 
we would have a sleepover. We'd get breakfast. Yeah. You'd work all day. And then we'd meet up for dinner. And I'd be like, what did you eat? And you'd be like, um, Nothing. a chocolate orange. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just chocolate in the shape of an orange that yeah. sort of tastes like an orange. That's the best food. And I'm like, amazing. It's lamest bread. What else? Uh, uh, maybe an apple? I don't remember. Nothing. Yeah. I but, Terrible. But... But yeah, when you're like, when you live with mom, they just bring you food. And it's like, I was so grateful. And also like, I was never like, mom, make me some food. She's just like, she's like, here's what I'm eating. And I made it. And here you go. Right. Because your lifestyle was very similar in a sense that you'd be just sitting in front of your computer producing Mm -hmm. or working on, you know, whatever you're working on. And then your mom would bring you food. Mm -hmm. But when you live alone, you need to stop yourself. Yeah. And realize, oh my God, I'm hungry. I need to make something. Absolutely. And you would just, you would buy, your grocery shopping habits were so interesting. You guys. So so bad. How long did you live alone before we moved in together? Like Um, half a year? December, January, March. (laughs) January, March. December, (laughs) January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Okay. And let's be real. Half that was on tour. Yeah, because you were traveling all the time. But your grocery shopping habits and lists were so strange. Oh, just the worst. And everything was the shade orange. (laughs) Guys, it like there was one time where I kind of egged it on and like took everything out that wasn't orange colored. Right. But it was kind of unbelievable. That's so funny, dude. It was like your tofu packaging was orange (laughs) and you had your your oranges and your chocolate oranges and you had like orange juice. He's (laughs) fucking obsessed with oranges. And I was like, where are the greens, babe? This makes me sound like I have Asperger's. (laughs) (laughs) It totally does. I have a photo in my phone of like only orange items in your fridge. Um, but you would buy food and then you wouldn't eat it. And so it'd just get moldy. Yep. And then throw it away. And you throw it away. It's but terrible. now we live together and yeah. I eat those things instead. <laughs> <laughs> instead of them getting moldy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got our, our groceries delivered today. Yeah. Cause we're trying not to go out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty luxurious. That was luxurious. It was. Yeah. That was really nice. Got some cereal. Got, got a baguette. We, we got a baguette that we ate today. Got, got some um, avocados. I missed those. Oof, good to have avocados. Although <laughs> all of the ones that we got are, are green. You know where I fucked up? What? I thought that the the bananas. the bananas would come in bushels. So I asked for two and we only got two bananas. You wanted two bushels, not I two bananas. I wanted two bushels of bananas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. It's the okay. two bananas is a, that's a short-term plan. That's re- really short-term. Yeah. Yeah. We also, and listen. Preface, he always guilt, guilt trips me into sharing banana with him yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's you, like you might, we, you, we have one to ourselves. Alone in a house alone without a dog, you might be able to make a banana last like two yeah. things. Like I'll yeah. either, I'll eat like half a banana and be like, oh, that was good. I'll have to save the rest for later. Ooh. But with Peach, she just sits and begs. She sits and begs, stares at you. And like she, bananas are her favorite. Well, and a dog eating a banana is so cute. So cute. It's, it's so stupid soft. cute. It's stupid cute. It really is. It's way too much fun God, to watch a dog. she's upstairs and I miss her. Yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. She just comes down to my studio and knocks everything over. Yeah. That's her favorite her yeah, favorite thing to do. She can't be down here. Um, can't what, be a part of What is one thing that you're looking forward to this week? This week? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I want to cut my hair. I've cracked. I've reached that point in the quarantine where I want to cut my own hair. <laughs> and I really want to cut yours. Okay. Not that you need to, but you haven't had a haircut in a while. And I just feel that I would maybe do a decent job but just in case we're gonna maybe film it so at least there's content if it turns out bad do you see that picture of paul mccartney on the second road from the top 
and it's like a yellow picture. Yeah. That's what I think my hair is going to look like. Do you want that? Because I don't no. have to cut your hair. We can keep it at that. I don't want that. You don't want that? No. You just, you let me know when, but I'm ready to cut my own hair. I feel like the picture of Gus Dapperton to the left of that Paul McCartney <laughs> picture might also be how my hair ends up looking. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe it'll look like Josh Groban. Um, um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, uh, ambition. I'm ready to for switch this week. something up. A little ch- shaking up a little Shake bit. Shaking up a little bit. Um, Animal Crossing check-in. How you doing? Um, but like bullet points. What's okay. your like? What's your your? Uh, okay. uh, 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 oh, uh, we've already we're already an hour in. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I visited my friend Becca's island the other night, and her island is stocked. Oh my god! It is a full blown working city <laughs> with common areas and neighborhoods. Um, so since then, I've been very inspired. And yesterday, I actually landed on a tarantula island. If any of you guys are playing Animal Crossing, you know what that means. I caught, like, I don't know, 15 tarantulas, which took fucking you forever. You caught 27. I caught 27? 27. Well, wait, you're right. And I got, like, 220,000 bells. So don't mean to flex here, but... I'm flexing right now. Babies, babies, Real hard. <laughs> babies invested in the Animal Crossing's stock market. You know what? You know what, though? I've like, the way that I have been treating Animal Crossing in terms of like my daily routine. Yeah. I just kind of add it to my to-do list at this point mm-hmm. because it sort of then feels like just a thing that I also have to get done next to the other things. <laughs> what? <laughs> And so, this is so funny. Oh my god, I'm an addict. What about you? I feel like you're not inspired anymore. I'm not inspired. I play every. I play like a couple times, like a couple minutes a day. Okay. I get in there. I, I like, get so excited when you play. It makes me feel so like cute. we're a part of something. The, the <laughs> cutest part about all this is I bought this for her. I, know, I was like, did. I want to play Animal Crossing with Claudia, and I bought it for her, and she's way better at it than me. Babe, I'm such a visual person, so building a city and making it yeah. look cute is like that is the dream for me. I totally get it. Listen, I enjoy it for sure. Um, I just, like, here's here's what I do. I do the tasks each day. I'm like, gonna harvest my fruit, gonna sell my fruit, gonna go pay for the loan to expand my house, gonna do the next little mission, gonna uh, uh, build the campsite, gonna build the ramp. And I'm over here building orchards. And Claudia's like, look at the rug I put in the middle of the third room in my house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and my house just has everything in the corners of it. So yeah. there's like, I don't, I don't even know why it's not in the main p- part of the house. Like it's as if I'm waiting to like do capoeira or something. <laughs> and, and that's about it. And my bedroom for some reason has a skull floor pattern on it that I hate, but I, but it's there. So my home, I feel like you're real homemaker in Animal Crossing. And honestly, mm-hmm. whenever I start doing home stuff, I'm like, dude, I'm literally going to, I'm going to go into my actual human house and I'm going to reorganize my studio. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in I real understand. life. But you've also got like Call of Duty in your life. You know what I mean? You come down here. I do love some Call of Duty. You play Call of Duty. You FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that. So I'm just trying to make myself feel better about <laughs> the... Extra minutes I'm playing. Yeah, but I don't put Call of Duty you. on my to-do list, and I haven't played it in like a week and a half. But do you even write a to-do list? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Because exactly, this is like this is just uh, here. This is why I think we don't need couples therapy because we have conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Claudia, we have a podcast. Claudia does things like she has a bullet journal and she has to-do lists and she um, sets twenty-minute timers to like do a little cleaning, do a little, mm-hmm. and they're. They're all, when done by Claudia, so cute. 
Everything is so cute. I'm like, oh my god, so cute. Oh my god, so cute. The bullet journal is so cute. Her handwriting is so cute. It's so good. Keep going. When I am like, I'll do it. First of all, I have the handwriting of, to quote Michael Scott, I have the handwriting. Your G's are crazy. Every letter in my fucking alphabet is crazy. My R's are crazy. My N's are crazy. My A's are crazy. And my G's are crazy. It's very rare that I get to see your handwriting. Because I never write. You never write, specifically you. But when you do, I am bewildered. I am flabbergasted. I am shocked. Nobody taught me how to write. Had to just figure it out myself. (laughs) Didn't go to school. You Um, never got like a little book where you had to sort of draw over the... And I'm left-handed. Most left-handed people have crazy fucking handwriting. Um, but not like mine. look like weird squiggly S's. All of my letters look terrible. Here's the deal. Here's what my G's actually look like. Let's be real here. My G's look like the G in the word Google on the website Google. That's (gasps) what they look like. Oh, you're right. Because that's the website I used to learn how to teach myself how to write. Oh my God. Here's the deal. When you set a 20 minute timer to do some shit, when Mm -hmm. you... Yeah, wait, you're saying it's cute when I do it, but it's so cute when when you do it. And when I do it, I feel that I am now working for somebody. Do you know, does that make sense? That you're working for a timer? I don't like, I don't like those things in my own life so much, but, but, but they're very appealing. But to me, I'm like, I'd rather do my day without a to-do list and see what happens. You're not working for someone, you're working for yourself. Mm -hmm. So adding stuff onto a to-do list Mm -hmm. is just giving you an idea of your day. Mm -hmm. So you know how long those things are going to take and what you need to prioritize. Mm -hmm. And when you finish them, you feel good about yourself. You're totally right. I just, it's just not part of my, here's the, I'm going to be totally honest. The yeah. main thing is I, I, my handwriting is so bad. I'm such a slow handwriter. I'm just not going to do anything. Do apps. But, but then it's in my phone and then I put my phone away and I don't have to look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know. We can, we can end it there. That's yeah, the, we can end it there. The, We've, we're long overdue. What's the name of this podcast? Oh God. Um... Solidary. Solitude. Solitude. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a terrible one. It's I, I, I wouldn't listen to it. Of course not. Right. Um, something about therapy. We really emphasized on that one. Child psychology or or cu- um, couples therapy. Just Nate call the episode. Turning into pigs. We could call the episode couples therapy, or we could call it Spirited Away, or we could call it <laughs> couples therapy. Is kind of cute. Couples therapy is cute. That is cute. You're cute. Well, thanks for listening. This episode on a technical level, some of my (laughs) software (laughs) wasn't working and it really threw off the rhythm. But it's fine because they're not going to notice you. You're going to... I'm going to make it all go away. Chap, chap. Yeah, can you imagine if I just left all All of that? Fuck, it's not Just just in in the distance. You didn't record again. (laughs) Can you say it again? It would be... The irony would be that it was then recording while it wasn't... You know what I mean? Because like it didn't... Anyway, um, we'll see you next week, and uh, we're going to go upstairs and watch a Quentin Tarantino movie we've never seen before. Can I try something real quick? Of course. Okay. Ready, you guys? You're going to be... Your minds are going to be blown. I'm over here. Now I'm over here. Is that going to sound different for them? Um... Vaguely, but mainly I'm just noticing that you're wearing only a gown and your tit is out. And I'm loving, I'm loving it. Um, have a great uh, fifth week of quarantine, everybody. Or I guess this is now entering the sixth week. And I love you all. Stay safe. Stay inside. Stay sane. We'll get through this. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye.